Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Flesh Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The One Flesh Podcast is all about marriage, the essential union between man and woman. My goal is to help young men find a girlfriend and build a marriage worth having. We do that alongside the Sunday series of the Purpose Podcast, where we help men find and fulfill their purpose. Uh, today, Wednesday, it's a One Flesh episode. Um, once again, <laughs> it's going to be a quick solo episode. I promise we'll get away from these guys. Um, my goal is to have guests on. I've said it a thousand times, but uh, this is the season that we're in. So um, I'm going to try to knock this one out quick. Uh, I've got a little uh, Jocko, you know, I'm going to relate discipline equals freedom into my marriage um, and uh, give you a little bit of a baby update. We actually had an appointment today. Um, everything seems to be good. Once again, we still don't know what the gender is. So um, kind of makes these a little bit less, not less fun, but maybe more fun. I don't know. Um, but we don't know what the gender is. And so we'll probably wait till it's about four and, uh, let it pick. But, um, <laughs> there's nobody to laugh at that when I'm alone, but, <laughs> um, hopefully some of you are laughing, uh, because it's ridiculous. But anyway, um, it went well. They said we're still in the 74th percentile for size, which, um, is like, there's a couple different ways you could take this. So we were in the 74th percentile months ago, you know, weeks ago, um, however long ago our last ultrasound or uh, sonogram was. So that was, uh, it, it, it's been consistently big. Um, but uh, also they said that it's kind of not really like those, you're measuring with an ultrasound, which basically I think takes like, lengths and the average lengths of a baby you know length of a baby's arm and it calculates volume and all that stuff like I, I i don't know how accurate it really is but um it's not like they're taking the baby and putting it on a scale but um anyway they said that you know that's really for like the bottom 20 percent and the top 20 percent um not necessarily i mean we're at 74 so um it's not that big of a deal really uh, but it is consistent. So we're consistently in that 73rd to 74th percentile, which isn't very surprising because, I mean, their mom's 5'10", and I'm six foot and a broad dude. So um, hopefully D1 baby. I don't know. I mean, I'm only six foot, so uh, 5'11 doesn't get you into D1. So if he meets in the middle, you know, we're kind of screwed. But um, ought to be a relatively tall kid at least. Uh, so we're not too worried about that. Um, it's not overly big, but everything's fine. Um, everything seems good. She had a test today. Um, don't have any results from the test, but everything seems good. Uh, everybody, we're starting to get gifts rolling in the baby shower and all that stuff's going to be soon. And really thankful for everybody that, uh, is sending us stuff. Like I can't tell you guys how thankful we are for any gifts that we get. Uh, it's been absolutely awesome. I've sent the registry out a couple times. Uh, got the diaper party, got all that stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, everything's going really good. So I'll get into the, uh, content, uh, today it is Wednesday. So you must have your content. Um, let's see. So, uh, what I do when I don't prepare and I don't really have anything to talk about, uh, just being straight up with you is, I typically look around the room and see which books I have in front of me that I can pull information from and kind of talk about what I'm reading. As y'all know, I've been doing this a lot with uh, Discipline Equals Freedom lately, and I really like because it's it's short, it's sweet, 
uh, and it really had a big impact on my life. So uh, what I really like to do is kind of show you guys how I can relate this stuff to marriage. Um, that I, I really like that, where I can take uh, these little, um, I guess, meditations uh, from Jocko on discipline and, and all of that and relay it into uh, the marriage because I feel like there's a big disconnect even from even from high performers in other areas that read something like Jocko or, uh, I mean, any number of different people and they think it only applies to like work or only applies to their workouts and then they still struggle in their marriage and in their friendships and in their personal life. Um, I'm a big fan of taking these and applying it everywhere and I think it works. It, well, I know it works. I don't even think it works. I know it works because all of my friendships and my relationships uh, got better once I did that. So anyway, um, this is going to be stress, uh, by Jocko Willink, uh, in discipline equals freedom, page 18, uh, stress. First of all, and I don't mean to minimize the stress that people face, but imagine what Eugene Sled went through, uh, on, I, I don't know how to pronounce this guys. I'm sorry. Pay, pay, lay, lou, pay, lay, lou, pay, pay, lou. I don't know. Anyway, P E L E L I U. I should have looked that up before I started this, but I don't want to start again. So uh, anyway, and the tens of thousands of Marines uh, there who suffered unimaginable horror. Imagine David Hackworth assaulting enemy positions in Korea, wounded over and over again on the line, still going back for more. Imagine the poet warrior Alan Seeger in World War I getting ready to go over the top and make his rendezvous with death. Imagine the thousands of warriors who have gone before you, who have stood and faced evil and death. And now imagine you. I used to do this with myself while fit, while in rap. Wow, guys, I can't read. And now imagine you. I used to do this myself while in Iraq facing stress. Yes, we took casualties. And yes, it was awful and heartbreaking and every bit as wretched as I could imagine. But the warriors have faced much, uh, but warriors have faced much, much worse. The Battle of Somme or Gettysburg or Battle of the Bulge or the Chosen Reservoir. Humans can withstand almost inconceivable stress, and you can too. So, that is your first step. Gain perspective. And to do that, you must do something critical in many situations. Detach. Whatever problems or stress you are experiencing, detach from them. Stress is generally caused by what you can't control. The worst thing about incoming artillery fire is you can't control it. It is happening and you just have to accept it. Don't stress about things you can't control. If the stress is something that you can control and you are not, that is lack of discipline and lack of ownership. Get control of it. Impose your will to make it happen. Solve the problem. Relieve the stress. If the stress is something you can't control, embrace it. You can't control it, but how can you look at it from a different angle? How can you use it to your advantage? I couldn't control the chaos of combat. I had to embrace it. I had to figure out a way to take advantage of it. Make it into your ally. So, don't fight stress, embrace it, turn it on itself, use it to make yourself sharper and more alert, use it to make you think and learn and get better and smarter and more effective, use the stress to make you a better you. Um, talk about uh, a good marriage topic, stress, especially with a baby coming up. Um, I've talked a lot uh, on the podcast about other people telling us, you know, how stressful it is and um, and the, and they mean well, they, they mean to help prepare you. They want to 
you know, prepare you for what's coming because maybe they felt like they weren't prepared at all. Like they didn't know it was going to be that tough or that difficult. And so they want to help prepare you. So they tell you, sorry, they tell you how bad it is, or they tell you how awful it sucked or how little sleep they got. And it's nice. And a lot of people just kind of want to be heard about that of, of how bad it was. And, And they're trying to prepare you. They're not doing it out of malice. Um, but stress uh has a different stress has a an interesting effect on a lot of different people you know you talk about like postpartum depression and and stuff like that um stress stress does a lot and the way that you handle it and the way that you look at it and the way that you prepare for it um to me has a big effect on on what stress actually does to you you know a lot of people will say uh don't compare man, what do they say? Don't compare struggles or don't compare, um, there's some, there's something else, but uh, basically where you don't need to compare struggles or man, there's a, you know, obstacles, whatever, whatever, there's another word, um, for that. But if you're going through something, uh, let's say that you make X amount of dollars, but, um, taxes hit you kind of hard this year, or, um, you're in relatively good health and you get like a minor, some little minor disease that, you know, can be managed. Um, but you've got, uh, you know, a brother or a cousin or a sister over here that's got like stage four cancer. A lot of people say, you know, don't compare those situations. Um, don't, don't compare because, um, it's, it's not fair. We all have our own struggles. We all have our own stress and we all deal with those in different ways. Uh, a lot of things are relative, like somebody who, uh, grew up really, really poor, um, you know, their financial issues, um, they're, they're a lot more grateful with what they get and their rock bottom is probably a lot lower than somebody who grew up kind of middle class that when somebody that's kind of middle class, uh, when they have trouble making the water bill or, um, maybe they have to go without a vehicle for a little bit, it seems like the worst day in the world. And for the poor person, it's just not. And so a lot of things are relative and, um, you shouldn't compare struggles because it's almost like, uh, a lot of people think it's, you know, some kind of, uh, ingratitude of like, well, I'm doing so well over here. This person's really not doing so well over here. Um, or sorry, the other way around, it's, it's almost like looking down at, at some people or, um, how do, how do I put this? It, it, it's just, it's just poor form um, to, to try to compare struggles a lot, but, but, and I agree with that, like most of the time, but I think it's important to put it in perspective of the ways that other people have suffered before. Um, you know, he, he says warriors, um, you know, warriors on the battlefield. Uh, and now that I'm a Christian saved and spend a whole lot more time in the church, I go to think of like Christ of like, you think what you're going through is, is tough. Like, I'm sure it is tough and um I'm sure that whatever disease you've got or um you know whatever bills that you're having to pay or whatever you're behind on I'm sure it's very tough. Uh I have no doubt that it's it's difficult to go through that. But also let's keep in perspective what what Christ went through um for you. Uh he you know Jocko's using it with warriors of the past. Um what did they go through in POW camps and stuff like that? It's tough. Um, it's it, it, it's tough to think about, it and it's important to think about. Uh, and and 
the real reason is that, you know, you don't want to compare struggles with somebody else, but you also don't want to get into this mindset of that. My struggles are just, are, are unique either. Um, you don't, you don't want to get into that because then you can despair really quickly. Like if, if everything is relative and you've had a relatively good life, then one bad day will just ruin your life. You know, like if, if one bad day, if you can't put that in perspective of all of time and all of history, uh, of saying, you know what, my car broke down, uh, my wife's upset, my bank accounts overdraft, whatever it might be. If you can't put that into perspective of, well, you know, my, uh, sister's got this, 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 and this going on. Um, or, you know, my buddy over here has this, this, and then he just had, you know, whatever, you know, parents died and his girlfriend left him and all that stuff. If you can't put that in perspective, uh, then you begin to think that everything's kind of about you. Um, I think, and you start to lose sight of the fact that, Hey, things really aren't that bad. Um, personally, you know, I, (laughs) with, with the baby coming, um, I just kind of look around and, and, you know, the worst thing that I can hear, obviously some babies have more issues than others. Some babies are worse than others. You know, if our kid has uh, some sort of medical issue, that's going to be really, really tough. Um, if chronically sick, you know, if DLN has issues, uh, there's still a lot to be figured out. But right now, the way it's looking, we're going to have a fairly normal um, pregnancy and, and birth. Like uh, the, the complications are always there, but um, baby's healthy. It's got all of his parts, all of his parts are the right size, right shape. Um, it's looking like it's going to be okay. Uh, and if the worst thing that is going to happen is the fact that we may not get as much sleep, that's <laughs> in relativity, like it, relative, that's, that's not that bad. Like it's just not, um, people have, people have not only dealt with kids before people have done so much worse. People have gone on so little sleep, um, without food, without water, uh, without the ability to make it up throughout the day. Um, it's just not like keeping it relative. Is it going to be tough? Yes. Are we preparing for it to be tough? You got to keep it relative. And it's, it's that way with a lot of other stress. And that's what, you know, Jocko kind of talks about is detaching. Um, you know, what you don't want to do is compare struggles and then stay attached to that. You don't want to look around at the world and everybody else, um, and start looking at everybody and then be personally attached to your struggles. Um, and say, you know, oh, well, everybody's got it better than me or, this person has it so much worse than I do. Um, and so you'll like make your problem worse. I've seen that too. Like compare struggles and say, well, this person's got a worse disease than I do. And then, you know, six months later, because you're comparing struggles and you're still personally attached to your struggle, you're a hypochondriac and you know, you can't get off your pills. Like I've seen that a million times before because people can't detach from that struggle and they're trying to compare them. Um, it's not good you know, in, in your marriage, um, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to kind of look at this because towards the end, he says, embrace the stress, you know, embrace the stress, make, help it make you a better you or use the stress to make you a better you. It's hard to put that into perspective, especially in marriage terms, because, you know, stress a lot of times involves a, you know, another person. Um, but I, I think it's really truer than what a lot of people want to admit. A lot of people don't want to admit that this stress is some sort of sign, some sort of uh, result of their own actions, and it's also a calling for you to be better. Um, I don't, I don't think people really want to admit that. Somebody said uh, I was, I wasn't really eavesdropping, but um, I overheard at the gym today. 
somebody said that uh that like hard work is a tough sell or something like that like uh I, I think that's what it was that hard work's a tough sell like if you're trying to sell hard work to somebody it's a tough sell um and it is but uh a lot of times that's the answer and a lot of I mean, almost all the time, that's the answer. And a lot of good things come on the other side of that. So when people get stressed in a marriage, um, me, luckily now, it takes me a little bit. Sometimes I get, you know, sorrowful or, uh, you know, I get really more pouty than anything of uh, that, you know, this sucks. Uh, like, not really marriage related, but our washer, we ended up having to get the, the clean out um, done again. So we had to get the plumber out here to go and scrape all the lines and all that stuff. And uh, I started out, I was like, this happened like two months ago, you know, like I was so frustrated and so angry um, because I'm tired of spending money on crap like that. Um, So I got real frustrated and then I started thinking about it. I was like, oh, maybe it was like three months ago. I was like, oh, actually probably like four months ago. And well, maybe it was six months ago. (laughs) Um, And then I started thinking about like, man, this really sucks. How do I not have this happen again? What work can I do? What else can I do to make sure that this issue that really sucks that I'm having to pay for right now, how do I make it not happen again? Uh, that was just a very recent example, but you know, in the, in the marriage, um, I was tired of, let me say this. How do I, how do I put this, you know, tired of having arguments of where, I may have said something, didn't think that it was supposed to hurt D. Ellen's feelings, like didn't think that it would hurt D. Ellen's feelings. Um, shocker that I would say anything that would hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I know nobody believes me that that's possible, but um, like I, you know, I, I either mean this in jest or uh, it's just a sarcastic comment or that like literally had no, I didn't think there was anything behind it at all. And then either weeks later or even in that moment or months later, well, you said this and that hurt my feelings. I was tired. Like I was tired of having that argument over and over again. And finally I looked and I said, look, uh, we talked about this, uh, a week ago or so. Um, it can't just be me. It can't, or it can't just be her. Like it, it, I know she's not just trying to have a fight. I know she's not the most sensitive person in the world because there's only a couple of different things that she has an issue with. Um, when I say them, I know that she can laugh you know, um, I know that she doesn't want to have these arguments. So there has to be something that I'm actually doing that is actually upsetting her and that I actually don't need to be doing like that. There has to be something. And so I looked very hard and I said, okay, how do I make this not be the case anymore? This is stressful. This sucks. Uh, how do I take ownership of it and solve the problem? Um, so that I can stop having this problem. Uh, and it, it, it worked, you know, I'm still not the best. Um, but I would say that the instances of, of misunderstandings between the two of us, mostly my fault, um, have gone way down and it was tough. You know, most guys wouldn't really think about that. Most guys wouldn't really, they would feel the stress in their marriage and they just would either, either number one, they would just like stop joking in general or, um, you know, stop, talking to their wife which is what a lot of guys do is just don't talk to her anymore but um they would blame their wife for being so sensitive which is kind of what i did for a little bit um but very few people when they have stress in their marriage actually want to look at themselves and do the hard work uh to change it and to me it's almost always a sign that whether you should change something or not it's a sign that something can be changed 
uh, something honestly needs to be changed when you encounter stress in your marriage. And it, and Jocko talks about this. Even if it's something that you can't control, um, look at it as an, as an opportunity to learn a new skill or, and I know this is tough. You're like, my, my child, you know, has this disease. How could, how could you even say this about um, this thing that my child is fighting? I understand it's difficult. <laughs> I understand, but what's the other option? Misery? I mean, I mean, what's the other option? If you can't take it and and try to find some sort of benefit out of it, if you can't take it and try to um, look at it in any sort of positive light, the other option is just misery and hopelessness. I mean, that's the other option. No matter how bad the stress is, if if you can't look at it in, in some way, shape, form, or fashion of how can this be turned towards the positive, whether it's for the glory of God or um, whether it's a new skill that you can build, uh, something that you've been needing to work on for a long time that now you're, you're just kind of forced to work on it. Um, if you can't look at it in any sort of positive light, um, the only other option is misery. You know, I think about this with finances. I've, I've told everybody on the podcast all the time, I'm not very good with money. I spend a lot of it. I'm a pretty impulsive spender. And it's going to have to stop soon. Like, <laughs> it's going to have to stop. Um, I, pay, I pay my bills and we're good, but... Um, I make plenty of money, um, better off than, than a lot of people. We just, we spend a lot of it too. Um, I spend a lot of it too. Uh, so it's eventually going to have to stop. And my plan is for it to stop. Um, we bought a lot of essential stuff this fall and this, uh, coming January till baby gets there. We're not going to be buying things. It's, you know, it's going to have to stop and it's because of financial pressure. Like I know that the pressure is coming. I could feel it right now. Um, instead of being sorrowful and pissed off about it, I'm using it as a, as a, an opportunity, um, using it as a, a tool to motivate me to learn that skill better, uh, exercise discipline, exercise self-control, um, exercise ambition and go make more money. I mean, I mean, you know, if I'm upset that, that I can't buy the knives that I want, well, you know, what helps you buy knives that you want, um, getting more money so that you can use the money to take care of your family. And then what little is left over, you buy knives with it. Like use that, um, as some sort of motivation to, to go out and do more, um, to, to, uh, crack down on your spending and develop that skill, develop that self-discipline. Uh, yeah. Does it hurt? I'm sure it hurts. Like the stress is tough. I've, I've seen it. Okay. We, you know, my family, we did, we, it, we weren't always stepping in high cotton. Uh, when I was growing up, there were some times that we were, there were some times that we really weren't. Um, and so I've seen the stress of that and it's very tough. It causes big rifts in families. Um, it's, 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 it's not easy. Um, I felt some of that financial pressure myself. Um, not incredibly recently. Most of it can just be stopped. Most of it's just me being an, an idiot. Um, and most of it, like we're close, but we're good. Um, but we, when I was younger, like in college, like, <laughs> like, oh, where are we going to go eat Taco Bell or McDonald's? I don't know which one's got the best dollar menu. Um, and a lot of people go through that, but that's why I don't, that's why I do take care of everything now. That's why I do make more money now is <laughs> because I didn't want to live like that. Didn't want to constantly live like that. Um, so whatever stress you're going through, whether it's, it's medical, whether it's, you know, medical, you probably need to be healthier. 
I mean, straight up, I hear, you know, a lot of healthy people get really bad diseases and I understand that. And it's not good. It's one of those things that you can't control. And that's where we turn to how can we give glory to God with this? How can I give my family a good example of how to deal with these things? Like you turn into other, you turn into other areas, but like a lot of medical stuff, it's a sign and a wake up call for you to be healthier. Ask me how I know I got falsely diagnosed with diabetes at like 19. Um, it was, it was a complete false diagnosis. They, it wasn't true. Um, but that was a health scare. Um, had what I thought were kidney issues for a little bit. I just didn't drink any water. <laughs> I mean, um, when you have some of those things like that, it's like, bro, I got to get, um, luckily if, if I don't want to say smart, but, um, if you care about yourself and if you care about your family, you view those things as wake up calls to like, you got to change something. You got to change something. And that's what he's talking about here. The stress that you might be going through, especially in your marriage. Um, you got to change something. Whether it's, well, no matter what, your own attitude has to change. No matter what, you have to take ownership of it. Um, so your attitude, um, it's an opportunity to change your situation. It's an opportunity to find some new motivation. Uh, you got to change something. Whether it's your perspective on the thing or your perspective on the ch- thing has to change regardless. But whether it's something you can control or you can't, you change your perspective and you either control it or control yourself um, to, to get the best out of it. And I truly believe that. Um, I truly do believe that. You know, this is going to take, I, I, don't, I won't even go. I won't even go down this road because it's going to take too long and it's not going to make any sense, but we'll talk about it later. But anyway, um, that's, uh, that's what we're going to do when we encounter stress. And like I said, with the baby coming up, honestly, I'm telling myself that it's going to be a break. Like I don't, I don't want to sound overly arrogant. I know people are probably tired of hearing about the fact that I work out. Uh, but there was, there was a time during, uh, I did the eight week first form challenge, which we still don't know if we have a winner yet. Um, how you have a company that big and it takes you two weeks to figure that out is beyond me. But, um, we, uh, they still don't have a winner of the first form challenge yet that I know of. They haven't announced it. So I don't know if I won or not, but, um, during that, I mean, there were days that I was running on like four hours of sleep and maybe even three hours of sleep where I had some caffeine too late or something like that. Um, waking up at three 30, waking up at four, four 30, uh, to get my workout in doing, you know, an hour and a half long lift session coming home and rucking two hours in the evening with a hamstring issue. Like I didn't get much sleep and it was tough and my diet was strict. I was eating like no carbs again. Don't do, but don't want to relate struggles. But, um, compared to that for eight whole weeks, uh, looking at this, this baby thing coming up, it's going to be a different kind of hard. And I know it's going to be hard. And it's probably gonna be the hardest thing that I've ever done. Um, I think the baby thing will probably be more difficult, uh, because you know, my relationship with D Ellen is going to, it's not going to change, but it does, you know, it's, we're going to have another person in the house, um, that we've got to take care of her focus. Can't be on me. Um, it's gotta be on the kid. Um, so things are going to change. I know that. Uh, but I'm honestly looking at it as like, you mean I'm going to have paternity leave and I can take a nap at one in the afternoon. <laughs> like, uh, like I can actually do that. Like, and it's not frowned upon. Um, that's wild. You know what? I don't care that I'm only going to get two hours of sleep in the night. You mean I can sleep for three or four hours in the middle of the day? Maybe, you know, um, we're going to have two people here to be able to take shifts. Like I'm just not like, I'm not worried about it. And my gym's a mile away. Um, you mean I'm going to be able to meal prep 
like every day of the week now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of kind of ready for it. <laughs> like twenty days of you know twenty work days of of being able to just uh, grind on my own stuff and uh, take care of the kid and go work out and sleep in the middle of the day when baby is sleeping. I'm, I'm like I'm like high key excited about it. Um, do I, I know it's going to be hard, but used to doing hard things. And I think when you do that with, when you do that with stress, when you relate it to some of the hard, hard things that you've done, hard things that other people have done. Um, and you say, man, it's really not that bad. It's not going to be that bad. I'll be honest with you. Like, I will tell you if it, if it is just the worst thing in the world, I will tell you, I promise that, um, if I'm going to make bold claims, like it's not going to be that bad about having a kid, I'll tell you if it is that bad, I promise that. Um, but I'm ready for it, man. The, the stress that the stress that is going to be there. Um, I see no way how it can't come out as a net positive. Um, there are ways, but, um, my goal is for it to be a, a large net positive, uh, when baby finally gets here. And I think that you need to do that. You need to do that when stress enters, you need to find a way to make it a, a net positive. So anyway, guys, that's all I've got for you on this one flesh episode. Uh, go follow me on Instagram at the underscore purpose podcast. Go listen to uh, the Sunday series of the purpose podcast and I'll catch you later. Thanks.